Hi, this is Marina Sirtis, and you're listening to Trekmate. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trekmate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses. I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Trekmate podcast. My name's Jude Hawkins. My name's Wayne Emery, and this week we are going to be delving into all things Star Trek Picard Season 3, because we are far too behind. And to help us on this journey is the beautiful, well-tanned, wrinkle-free <laughs> Dominic Bellman. Botox uh, injected. Yeah. <laughs> not in as many places as you would think. But, yeah, uh, just yeah. off camera. Hey, I've not been called beautiful before, but I, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is my genuine pleasure to joy to make this a threesome gentlemen thank yeah you. excellent thank you. to see you man and have you back on here and yeah it's lovely like i said before we started recording it's really great to see you both it's it's been way too long way too long definitely yeah it has been far too long and considering that that's you are my longest star trek friend so we've been discussing this since we was like 10 yeah so yeah. It's only right to have you on to uh, discuss uh, season three with us as well. And we are going to dive straight in talking about Starship Picard season three. However, do I don't what, want... Do you know what I've been thinking the whole time is that What's it's that? not season three of Picard. It's more like season eight of mm-hmm. TNG is how I've been yeah. feeling, really have been feeling that way for this one. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. But before we start that, I don't want to disappoint anyone. I have got <gasps> ChatGPT to write us a poem <laughs> this week. So th- this week's poem is about Ben Cisco. <laughs> ben Cisco. Ben Cisco. And I simply asked, write a poem about Benjamin Cisco. I okay. think you probably sent me this. I don't think I sent you this one. Oh, okay. In the depths of space... Where the stars shine bright, a commander stood strong in the eternal fight. Against the Dominion, he led the charge. Benjamin Sisko, a hero at large. With courage and skill, he faced every danger. He fought for his crew like a true ranger. Through battles and wars, he never lost hope. And with each victory, he learned to cope. But it wasn't just war that defined his fate, for he was also the emissary a role so great. The prophets chose him to guide their path, and Sisko accepted without any wrath. 
I, I say wrath, but I'm sure Americans would call it wrath. Yeah. He commanded Deep Space Nine with pride, and with each passing day, he stood by its side. His son, Jake, followed in his footsteps. Factually inaccurate on that one chat, GPT. And together they faced every threat. Through trials and tribulations, they stood tall and faced every challenge, big or small. Benjamin Sisko, a hero of our time, a true inspiration for every climb. It's good. It's good. But it's what I've come to expect now from uh, chat GBT. That's terrifying. Can you you next time get get it to do one about Keiko O'Brien? It will. Yeah. It'll do it. It'll make it just as long as well somehow. (laughs) I don't worry. Uh, About Keiko. Okay, we're doing it again. How do you spell Keiko? I forget. Uh, K-E-I-K-O? K-E-I-K-O. O'Brien. Dash O. Write a poem about Keiko O'Brien. Okay. In the halls of Deep Space Nine, where the stars twinkle and shine, there's a woman known to all whose name echoes through the walls. (laughs) Keiko O'Brien, gentle and kind, with a spirit that cannot be confined, a botanist with a green thumb, a teacher whose lessons are never humdrum. She left her home on Earth to explore the galaxy's worth. With her husband by her side and daughter close behind, through the wormhole they went to a place where time is often bent, to a station full of strife where she found purpose in her life. She tended to her garden with care and taught the children to be aware of the wonders that abound in the universe that surrounds Keiko O'Brien, a shining star in a world that can seem so far, a beacon of hope and light guiding us through the darkest night. Crazy. There's no mention of the awkward um, uh, interaction she had with the religious figures of, of Deep Space Nine Station. But yeah, that's, that's, that's... Or phantom pregnancies and all that stuff. Yeah. Or the fact that she was a bit of a bitch to O'Brien. But it's, it's yeah. Possessive wife she was. <laughs> <laughs> you could, I like that. You could hear it echo down the cor- corridors. Miles! Miles! <laughs> That's just crazy, yeah. but that one second, though, that that took to come up with that. Yeah. yeah. And I literally just said, write a poem about Keiko O'Brien. Yeah. Incredible. It's, 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 it's not like a Google search, like, do you mean Keiko this or Keiko that? Just, it knew. It just yeah. knew. That's bad. Oh, Wayne gets to do poems about the both of us all the time. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's oddly sweet. Really yeah. Sweet. They are very nice, but like I'm just like Wayne. You've just typed that in. (laughs) No, but the thought is there. The thought is there. Yeah. Just because I get someone else to do the the work. (laughs) Not like it's another person. It's just a you know, it's just a very very sophisticated piece of software that you know conveys my emotions better than I can. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Look, I'm I made it spell your name right. What more do you want? Yeah. <laughs> You've been spelling it wrong all these years. <laughs> oh dear. So we haven't got any formal way that we want to do this or form. So I think we're just going to bat about uh, all different points from season three from here on out. So we've 
all three of us have obviously watched it all the way through at least once. Mm-hmm. And we've all established opinions of the whole thing. and We've all wiped up the cum that was spread <laughs> over all of our walls through the yeah. excitement that was the season finale. Yeah, I did love it in the end. I I was sceptical at first, but by the end, it had fully won me over. I think you're completely fair to be that way. Like, I couldn't have given two shits about this season. Couldn't have cared less. At the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if... I don't know if you guys have remembered each time I've appeared on this podcast, I've not necessarily been oh, I know. positive about New Trek. And well, we guy- were trying to be positive when, when we were on season one or two or whenever it was we were last. It wasn't spoke. season two. It was season one, yeah, yeah, and it was bad then. It started bad and it got worse. And season two, I only watched like some of the first episode and I was just like, I was out after think- that. and. The only good part of that season was seeing the 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 um, um, updated Excelsior classes and the and the, um, uh, the Stargazer and all of that. I was like, I think that's the one bit. But that's what they used to try and drag us in again before with uh, trailers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But the, the thing is, though, oh. now I just wish watching season three. Why the, couldn't you have that all along? The, yeah, the feeling that I got was like Terry Metalis felt like us and just wanted to go like, forget season one and two. Like, we'll take yeah. a couple of plot points from that, but f- forget it. You don't need it. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen, I've watched, I've been like, I, that's one thing that's really nice about this season is it really reignited my passion for Star Trek. And it's yeah. something that I thought I'd have yeah. to accept. I would never have these feelings again and this anticipation i have loved waiting each week for an episode i've hated waiting each week for an episode because i want to know what happens next but i was like you are waiting you and i've messaged loads waiting in between hypothesizing looking at all this stuff and it's like just having that excitement again is is truly wonderful but i i looking at the because i started looking at all the behind scenes stuff and terry metallis is from all i can see is a real class act he interacts with fans he's you know he's very active in the community and he's clearly really passionate about it and from what I don't know if you guys have said about this is that I think what happened is that the creatives that were running one and two basically left it for free because they didn't want to work on it anymore because I think mm. it was such a, a ruined brand so Metalis was left with a greatly reduced budget like I can't believe I, I can't remember the amount that was spent on two but two was something like 10 million an episode something insane and it looks like shit it's shot in modern world so where the hell did that money go but yeah he had a massively Definitely, reduced yeah. budget yeah and um and, but on a plus side he had total free creative control because he was left alone and he was able to craft this love letter to tng um and this thing that you said for the fans and it really it, is i think um i didn't realize until i think episode i think episode five or six how cheap this season was and i don't mean that in a really negative way i think it's gorgeously shot i think Just it's literal it's, yeah they there were like four locations mm. mm-hmm. look at it you've got you've got the you've got the um titan bridge which is a reused um stargazer bridge you've got the not a negative I, I think they make it look really nice and they give that ship a real identity you've got uh you've got vadic's ship uh which i think is a redress set uh you've mm. gone as well which is a holdover from season two and yeah. i love 
excuse for why they keep using it, by the way. It actually completely redeems Voyager in my eyes. It has a separate power source. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, so that's why they had an Irish village for like all that time <laughs> running in the background. Okay, I'm okay with it now. That absolutely fig- See, just do things like that. That's how Star Trek works. You just a little, yeah. little bit of dialogue, and I'm fine with it. Brilliant. Um, and what else did we have? We have a shuttle bay. We have um, Beverly Crush's ship, but, which is a tiny little room when we think about it. You don't see the bridge. Uh, and the ball cube, which again is not a massive amount of locations. It's no. I, I think that's uh, it. no. We also have the um, like the, uh, the the rough planet that Raffi and Worf. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That's tiny though. Yeah, yeah they, not too much they go to that. To that. They, they keep going back to that location because they've got to reuse it. And it, again, this is not a criticism. TNG did it all the time, and so did Deep Space Nine. It's just they had limited amount of places they could use and i was like i think that's more in the trek spirit like well we've got to be creative we have limited yeah. money we have to we have to stretch this this plot out bring in these characters oh the daystrom institute which again it's just corridors and i'm pretty sure they just redressed them but yeah mm-hmm. i didn't clock this like because i was so engaged with the characters I was so i'm in it i was just so in with it the only point of negativity i have and again i, I it's only because i like nitpicking is when the changelings take the ship and they try the plan to trap them all in force fields. Mm-hmm. And you, um, is it Sydney LaForge? Uh, yeah. You've got her running away from one of the changelings holding a gun. And he can literally shoot her. You can see it. He's got the gun pointed at her. And instead of just gunning her down, he's just running after her with the gun. Oh, there's a few bits like that. Uh, and it, then it suddenly dawned on me of like, oh, it's just, just corridor scenes and then being stuck. I was like, they've got no money. Yeah. They've had to be creative sequence and do it. They've run out of money. And in interviews with Metallus afterwards, yeah, you can see he milked every single beer. And uh, going spoilers, um, that wonderful twist at the end in the credits, he did that for free. Like, Not really. Because he, he's. Yeah, I feel it's wonderful. Yeah, he's. What, he's you like, mean Delancey uh, did that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're okay with spoilers, aren't we, I, I guess? Yeah, no, at yeah. this point, yeah. yeah. At this point, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Delancey, basically, he said, look, can you come in and shoot? He came in and shot for like an hour. And they did that just Aww. when, um, yeah, he just came in. They had a costume made for him. And he was he was like, do you want to do it? And he was like, hell yeah, I do. So I'm paraphrasing. But yeah, he came in, only had a bit of time to do that. Because they were basically collapsing everything and all the money had run out. And it was mm-hmm. he was just in favours for people to turn up. And yeah, he managed to make it happen from that. And, oh, yeah, that's this, nice to know that. I, didn't, I had no idea of yeah. that. He's got an interview on YouTube at the moment. I think it's Metallus Un- Unleashed. He's 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 just really like. I was I saw it earlier on pop up and I was tempted to watch and I just thought I'd Absolutely. wait till after this. But yeah, I will do. Yeah. And uh, I, two, two other sets that you forgot. One was a layover from the previous seasons. Was Raffi's ship, which was that oh, shitty yeah. ship. Yeah. But the Enterprise D. Oh, of course, yeah, excellent. <laughs> well, that's where the money went. He was like, that, "That's where the money's like." I need, a, I need a full recreation of the Enterprise D. So that's probably where half the money went. And I think yeah. there's a whole episode where Troy and Riker aren't in it. So that's how they save money for that. And that's how I started watching the episodes. I was like, "I'm going to save money on this one." But then I completely forgot because I got so drawn into the story and the character interactions and and yeah. the emotional roller coaster that was this season it was everything that trek should be i think this one yes absolutely that and i think that's why you don't 
I mean, it would have been nice if they had some more money so we could see like an award ceremony or some kinds of more interaction with larger crowds. But again, I, I'm so in awe of the creative, uh, how they adapted with creative in maintaining the creativity and telling the story first. So like things like when the um, the Intrepid turns up uh, and they just beam off all the crew and you never see the Intrepid's uh, bridge or communication with any of yeah. them. But that mm -hmm. adds to the tension of the scene because you're like, are they all changelings? Are they all bad? They're, they're purposely yeah. not communicating with them. And that, that, that episode is so tense. And that's before Ro turns up. And, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, the level of, like talent involved in making this work is just jaw-dropping just absolutely jaw-dropping you know agreed not a sign of free cloud at all from season one which was delightful yeah <laughs> uh no that's the thing i i'm the only thing that they they really kept from uh the previous seasons was obviously just that picard had a synthetic body because obviously his one needed to be stolen to... Yeah. Well, I think they made a bit more sense out of it in this, didn't they? I mean, it was just bullshit before, but now <laughs> they made some sense out of it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah they, they turn it into a genuine plot point. Mm -hmm. And I think the, like, obviously, first contact, the, the, I mean, the influences for this, it's like you were saying, it's like the, the, the eighth season of TNG, and, it's, and it is. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it also, what it reminded me the whole way through was the, the original series movies. It feels, there's, I mean, it takes a lot from Rafa Khan, but what I really like, it takes a lot from Star Trek Three in the beginning bit of when Riker and Picard are trying to steal, trying to get a ship to go out. And mm -hmm. God damn, I love that dynamic. I love yeah. those two together so much. They're so good together in it. And um, sorry, I've just got, got to no, that, there's a lot of that in this season. Yeah. Like just great interactions with the characters. Yeah, it just, yeah. just makes you feel really good watching it. Can I mention just one loose end that I at the end of uh, the very end of the series I was like, oh, I wonder what happened there. Was uh, uh, Picard still left Laris just waiting for him to come home? <laughs> oh right, oh fucker! <laughs> They're a fucking couple at the beginning of the season, then no, Picard's just like, I've got my mates back. Yeah, yeah I've got a son now, Laris. I got, I got to, I got to do, I got to do father stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> i completely forgot about laris <laughs> she's still sitting packing up i, I tell you what i do like like the fact that uh on trek mate podcast when we were watching episode one or talking about episode one wayne mm -hmm. i hated jack i was just like this is all so obvious this is such bollocks but by episode 10, I was like, oh, my God, you know, Sean, Luke and Jack, I'm so glad that they get this time and all that stuff. <laughs> 100%. So no, you, it's, it's lovely. I mean, and even, yeah. even though it's like if we'd have had longer, maybe we could have. I think there was some bad. I think there's a bad editing to choice in the last episode. But I, I don't want to uh, sidestep too much. For it. I, but I completely agree with you about Jack mm. in that you're not meant to like him at first. Yeah. He is really yeah. endearing, and he is—he's phenomenal. That guy is really good. Like he did his do a scenes, good job, yeah. his scenes with Patrick Stewart are fantastic. I feel like he really—they just—they gel. And they have genuine chemistry, and when yeah. Picard in the Matrix or whatever the board like reality is, and he's like, "I won't leave," and he goes, "Well, I'll stay with you," and it's like, yeah. "What? Oh my God!" I know. 
it's it's so good and like compared to the monotone sort of compared to the garbage speeches picard was giving in the first two seasons about stardust or you know, i don't know whether it was garbage Sorry, yeah. now it's like yeah. it's oh it's so it's it's so good so good yeah but also what i appreciated was that every single character that they brought back earned their place within that that they all had time to shine i yes. mean troy actually managing to like be an effective counselor and yeah. like being able to use beta z uh like abilities yes to unlock that it's like it's fucking genius yeah and she, she and did she also when she realizes that jack's connected to the borg her mm-hmm. first thing she does is she's like we have protocols we need to put him in a cell yeah, <laughs> yeah. we need to be really careful and it was like common sense I, I forgot about common sense in star trek what what i did love though though was when she was convincing him to uh like go through the council and she was like you're not on your own jack you're not on your own jack as soon as she sees the ball she's like you're fucking on Fuck. your own <laughs> yeah. He's like, what was that? So, yeah it's fine I'm, don't worry about it. I, I left. I left something on. It's like maybe maybe could have handled that one a little bit better, Deanna. That's that's fine. That's really she just funny. Ran. His most vulnerable moment, and again, it's how great an actor. Um, I, I need to learn his name. Um, is because he you can see he's devastated that she's. Yeah. <laughs> like, he oh, said wow. you'd help. Yeah. <laughs> I love all the old cast in this. They all do so well. And I said to Wayne the other day in a text, like. Worf has just become my favourite character now. He wasn't oh. years ago. Uh, now he is. <laughs> After I mean, that. Agreed, agreed. His introduction. I mean, I've, I've, Wayne, I think we were talking about the double standard that we're operating on, but, you know, season one of Picard, Elrond, or whatever his name is, uh, cut off cut off Romulan's head. It was like, that was unnecessary. That's not Star Trek. Worf <laughs> kills a Ferengi in exactly the same way. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, but an unarmed Ferengi. Literally <laughs> executed him and all of his men. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he ain't got a stove car. It's like, yeah, it's great stuff. I mean, and yeah, Michael Dorn is so good in this. His deliveries, his, I mean, you can tell he just cares. One-liners in this are just the best. Yeah, the one-liners. Oh, but I have to say, it. I never, I've mentioned this previously, Don, but not to you. I'd never thought that it would uh, ever happen. But Worf actually made me not hate Raffi. Yeah, I, I was exactly going to come to this point. Yeah, I think it really, it's, it made her art good. It, it made Raffi a likable character. Uh, I think... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what possibly was behind the scenes is I've seen her in other stuff and I know for a fact she's a really good actress. Um, and I think the creative team and probably Metallica was like, let's let's make the Internet art hate her anymore. How can we do that? And yeah, yeah. It, it, and I think that's I think that's really lovely. Again, it's like the, the positivity of the show. But the, uh, their dynamic is so good because mm-hmm. he's like a samurai who's teaching her in the ways and he greatly improves her, gives a purpose. And yeah. the, the relationship is genuine and it's. It's really cool. I don't understand when when they retake the ship and they fight and she fights the five changelings who, because of budgetary concerns, can't changeling and just kill her instantly. 
So she takes them all on with swords. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. I was like, what the fuck? But never mind. I guess it's to show that she's, she's, you know, she's a badass now. Yeah. Shoots the remaining ones. I'm like, shouldn't this be the other way around? I know. And it's and none of this makes sense, but I love it. I'm not, and again, yeah. this is quality it's of the rock and yeah. and direction. It's like okay, I can let that go. I can let that go. Um, In the world of wrestling, they would say that Worf is giving Raffi the rub. Yeah. <laughs> Here. It's, 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 an ex, it's an expression of putting someone over. Yeah, it's, he's putting her over. Make it letting make her, her look, look good. good. Oh, okay. He okay. already looks good. He's making her look good, and and it works perfectly on this series. Yeah, and again, like a, a character whose arc. Oh, just realised something. Oh, speaking of Elrond, sorry, it's just in my head. Elrond in season two was posted to the uh, to the Excelsior. So good. Is is that the ship that uh, did the Excelsior oh, get I see totally it obliterated? Yeah, they they cap the they cap the. Uh, Oh, never mind. Yeah, hopefully they sent all the other season one and two characters there as well. That was that was that was the ship that they managed to retake, and then all of the other Starfleet ships destroyed. (laughs) Yeah, 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 no, so he's dead. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I'm okay with it. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, the and also what I loved was going through it i can't wait to re-watch it to find all of the hints of everything that's to come because mm. you know the groundwork would have been there for all the way through but when the big reveal was that the changelings were working in uh, cahoots with the borg mm. yeah and put in and the, not only that but there was remnant in Picard's body from when he was assimilated that wasn't just nanoprobes. There was a genetic component of what makes a Borg. And they'd taken that code and put it into the transporter code to just genius. Mm. It's genius. It's so good. Like I, I I couldn't when that episode happened, I was like, have they jumped the shark here? And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, this is terrifying. And it's genuinely yeah. terrifying when it happens. When because you because unlike the cast of Discovery, I know who these bridge crew are. Like I don't know the yeah. names necessarily, but the 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 Bajoran guy, I I I, I like him. I've, you know, he's I've I've had brief times with him. I was sad mm-hmm. to see can go. You know, they, they're yeah. all there, and Sydney's a, Sydney's delightful. You know, and when they turn, it's like fuck, fuck. Yeah. It, and it's terrifying. They've assimilated the entire fleet, and they're basically going to use Starfleet to conquer the galaxy. It's like, yeah, brilliant. so brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah. Such, no. such. I mean, and did, I guess there's. But, a, did both of you two watch it and just think like, oh, if I was on that crew, I'd be all right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm at that age now. <laughs> yeah, we're too old to be assimilated yeah. by that program. Yeah, yeah. You're not part of that generation. It's it's so clever, so yeah. clever. But it'll be interesting because at this point, now Starfleet is going to be a much younger fleet for a while because they would have just killed, yeah, all of the older crew members. Yeah, so I guess if that was a gripe, I feel like that wasn't. That was a bit more 
brushed over to get the episode with a feel-good feeling, but yeah, the the Admiralty would have been decimated. So, I mean, poor Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot That's... about her. Yeah, that was instant, wasn't it? it was boom. Yeah. She was the first casualty from yeah. at that moment. And that's the thing. Right, I just went, oh, I never liked her anyway. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of of sort of insinuates it, because when they were on the bridge, he's like, how ironic that Admiral Shelby... (laughs) I know, yeah. uh, ...fleet captain. I was like, that sounds terrible. That sounds (laughs) like something that could be really... But I don't know if you guys have, like... I I, I thought this was brilliant, is that, like, they're forming an armada. I was like, this is Star Trek Armada. They turn the finale into the Star Trek, or the if you've played the the uh, adapted game, Sins of a Solar Empire's Star Trek model. It's like mm-hmm. this is what the, and I was like, this is, I love this. <laughs> Even when they're shooting at the space station, it just reminded me of the computer game. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, cool. and, but also not just how hard it was in those games to take down the space station yeah. because that's that starbase lasted for ages. Against the entire Federation Starfleet, like yeah. Starfleet. Sorry, I, I, I mean, I don't know how many ships that we, we must be thousands, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, at least hundreds. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's the thing. It took all of them to take down that starbase. Yeah. And it just shows how fortified that was. So, no, it'll be interesting to see. And I um did read it when uh speaking of terry mcanis and budgets uh i saw in an interview uh something that he had mentioned that he uh he was going to include he was gonna also which i found funny he he wanted to include janeway okay. and oh, uh but didn't have the budget to get janeway back but also wanted to in, he was in talks with garrett wong to bring what? him back as Harry Kim. Oh, that'd be awesome. been able to bring about anyone he, he wanted to. He, no, he, so in the final episode, he was going to have Captain Garrett, uh, Captain Harry oh, Kim. Oh, no. I love that. But yeah. they, for one reason or another, mainly down to budget, they couldn't uh, like write him in. And apparently Garrett was absolutely gutted. So I bet he was. Harry Kim is like still forever an ensign. An ensign, yeah. <laughs> I would absolutely watch a Star Trek series with him as the captain of the ship because I think that guy would. I think it would be such a cool dynamic to see him at this stage in his career with all the all the experience he has and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you could see him like passive aggressively fail to promote an ensign on his ship and just continue yeah. the cycle anew. <laughs> or he's just but got yeah, an entire bridge crew of just ensigns because he refuses to promote <laughs> anyone. Everyone's an ensign. <laughs> That'd be amazing. The um speaking of um speaking of Voyager cast, uh Tim Russ, um that scene when they when Seven of Nine we haven't even got to Seven of Nine. Oh the show's so good. Uh yeah. when she contacts Tuvok and they're going through the talk and they do a little test and it's really nice and they mm-hmm. smile she smiles, it's like how can I help you? And I was like, Oh, this is cool, this is really cool. And then she tests him again and he fails it. And just yeah. that evil smile he gives her is like, shit. Yeah. Shit. So it's like, again, just like that, that tension. Good writing. Yes. Good writing and good acting. 
all yeah. the best two ingredients of Trek, in my opinion. Could have thought that it works if you if you yeah. write characters and, and you'd be more willing to allow things. I'll, I'll accept Tachyon as an excuse for everything if it's compellingly likable characters. A seven and nine, like they, I mean, she was decimated in the first two seasons of um, Picard. Like they, mm-hmm. they really into her, and mm-hmm. I think in this this season again, like. Well, she does pretty well for herself at the end. <laughs> Good for her. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she was great all the way through. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. No, I thought she'd done absolutely fine all the way through. Seven. Well, uh, well, I always say I can't blame actors. No, actors no. Just do oh, no, no, not. not season one and two. I mean, all the way oh. through season three. Right. From the oh, beginning of season great. three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, no, not season one and two. They yeah, fucked her. I thought that's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. No, they absolutely screwed her in season one and two, but no, in season three, no, they really uh, done yeah, right by her. The interaction with the captain whose name I can't remember—that's sure. all good stuff. How dare you forget, <gasps> Captain Great. Shaw? All right, Aaron. sorry guys. <laughs> oh my god, Wayne and I were continuously worried he was going to get killed, and I was like, yeah, oh. I was gutted that they killed yeah. Shaw. That really hurt. And, and, but, but again, that's but the hologram bit at the end. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we were all, everybody on the internet was like, let's get a let's get a short spin-off series with Seven and Nine and George and LaForge. And I can imagine that the writing team and Mattel is seeing this, this reaction are like, ooh, this is awkward. And because everybody's asking, <laughs> we're gonna get a short spin-off series. We're gonna get a short spin-off series. Like, oh. uh, Do you reckon they just didn't realise how popular Shaw would be? He's fantastic in it. He's so yeah. good. I mean, yeah. from the moment he appears, and he's just he he power plays them both when he enters late. And also when he starts eating early because he can't be, because he doesn't give a shit who they are. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. and he's and how they play him is like a prick. And then you realise he's not a prick. He's he's a by the book man who's completely right because Riker and Picard are literal wrecking balls. In his <laughs> world, they're they're dodgy bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, their legacy, and it, and it's great because they they clearly have never really encountered someone like him. Yeah, no. And other than Cisco, you've never had that many people confronting Picard about uh, he, when he was Lacusus as well. Yeah, that so, was very good. That yeah, and that once speech, again, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just saying it's a setting that groundwork for what's to come later in the series. Yeah. With like, don't forget, he was Lacusus. Like yeah. this, this could be important later. But <laughs> without, sorry, yeah. No, go for it. No, I, I think because season one and two did so much damage. Like, but in particular, one thing it really, really ruined was the Borg. Like, I really hate everything they did to the Borg. Like season two's. I don't know if you know, did. You guys finish season two? No, I, I did. I, uh, Wayne did. didn't. I, I, I won't now. I'm just not going to bother. Gonna... You don't need to worry because I'm, I, I assume they're all dead. But basically, um, what's her name? Girardi, uh, the one who killed um, uh, Maddox. Yeah. The, the, the from Scott Pilgrim. Who's a, a good actor? Right? But yeah, she is a murderer and she should be in prison, but it's fine. She's quirky and she swears. Oh, anyway, yeah. Oh, God. I can't, I, I, I'm happy to say I forgot about her. I'm sorry to do this to you, mate. Uh, at the end of season two, basically, she's the Borg Queen, but she's a what? good guy, Borg Queen. She's good. She only assimilates yeah. those who want to be assimilated. And they form... I mean, it's garbage fire. It's fucking shit. It's so fucking yeah. bad. 
but the Borg is so overused and ruined in in those first two seasons. It, seeing it in, the, in this season three, you're kind of like, what's the reveal? It's like, oh, it's the Borg again. But I'm like, ah, oh, it's because it's been so drained out of me, my passion for the Borg. But this kind of ignores those first two seasons. Which I'm just, glad it does, because yeah, that's what I'm going to do forever onwards now. Yeah, and and it, I, again, like I so much love for it. It's like it explains why Picard keeps on hearing voices in First Contact. Yeah, I love that. Love yeah, that. They even say that. Yeah. Yeah. Picard says that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing. It's it, it. It was something that was never explained. Like why in First Contact does Picard still have a link to the Borg? It's because yeah. of what his uh, neuromatic syndrome is like. No, and that's a part of the Borg that's left in you. That's genius. Oh, it's such a clever idea. It's, it's such a clever idea. And, and the fact that the changelings have a, an extremist uh, splinter group that, you know. Yeah, I like that too. It's like, I mean, because the, the, the mistake that was made with Star Trek, because it was tired and it needed to rest, but they went with, you know, they went with Enterprise, which I adore. And I've talking at length on this pod, I believe, with Wayne. Yeah. Like, I, enterprise it's great me too um but the one thing that i i didn't really i f- think my resentment to it originally is like i wanted to know what happened next after the dominion war I, I wanted to see oh of course yeah and this does what what, what we what we wanted it goes back to it, sorry it, it, it progresses the narrative of star trek instead of just going back which is what all of the creative decisions there are is like let's go back to the kirk era let's explore that let's tie to that and it's like mm. oh like Let's get and let's. Uh, what I really like, and I think Metallus really knows this better than I do, is I want a next next generation. I want to. Yeah, agreed. And I kind of got it with this, which is fucking awesome. It needs to be brighter though. I don't like how dark everything was. I want brightness. I want Not everything, but most. Most of it. Yeah, I didn't like that either. And the swearing. I still don't like swearing in Star Trek. I, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's maybe the case. Yeah, we're we're past that shit. We're we're so past it. You know, mm-hmm. we don't. He says he says swear. That wouldn't be <laughs> BBC Two on six o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> providing, providing Wimbledon isn't on. Um, yeah, yeah be, <laughs> oh, we lived like peasants back then. Um, <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> you waited in the sky. God, I yeah. was jealous. Of uh, you. I was a year was ahead. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, it's nine on the TV. Like, yeah, man, I've seen this one. It's like, wait, you've seen it? Yeah, I've seen loads of times. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's the, the only time we was on an even footing was when eventually, like, I think it came like once it was about season four of Deep Space Nine, and then. After it had been on Sky for so long, they started releasing the VHSs. Yes. And then eventually the VHSs would catch up and surpass Sky because it would be two episodes on each VHS. Yes. So then so eventually true. it would surpass it. So if you wanted to see that season finale first, you'd have to grab the VHS. <laughs> and then that's how you'd watch it before it was on Sky. Just be waving it in front of you. Who has the power now, Dave? Wait, who has the power? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, me and Dom would go to town. I would buy like <laughs> a Voyager one. He would buy a DS9. How much were they back in the day for like ten quid? Yeah, ten quid for two episodes. I yeah, think if you, that's if not you too bad. 
I think at Virgin you could buy the older seasons, like you could get two for like fifteen or something like so you could get season three and buy that box set. So Yeah. 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 Different time. Absolute different time. <laughs> Absolutely. Glorious VHS recordings. Love it. Love it. Um <laughs> also another thing that I um appreciated was that they brought back data. You know, oh. I never thought that I after after Nemesis and then after and like, that bullshit they, what they done in season one because don't get me wrong Data's death in season one was one of the only things that it was I the best bit appreciate from it, season one it was yeah. a touching moment but and then when we saw that they, Brent Spiner was coming back again I was like why why like it, it, data's gone but they made it actually in a way that made sense and that's the thing all of the things that we've liked from the series is that they've actually made it make sense yeah. oh can i ask you one thing because i know you were getting upset about it in the trailer mm-hmm. were you okay eventually with moriarty's tiny role yeah it didn't bother me yeah, because I knew you weren't looking forward to it when you saw the trailer. You were like, why? Why would no they sense? bring back? It makes no sense. <laughs> nope. And I was like, it's not, it's not going to be big. It's just going to be a little thing. And you were like, oh, I don't know. I don't you know. know. But that's that the thing. After, uh, <laughs> it, well, after season one of two of Picard, it's like, fool me once, shame know. on me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. Season theory of Picard better not be shit. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just a prick for watching it. That's, well, stop using your app to write your poetry, Wayne. It's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. The, uh, I think I think the handling of data was amazing. Like my first thought was, if they're going to bring him back, you're going to do law and you're going to mm-hmm. redeem or have him like mourn the loss of his brother and become oddly part of the group. But the way they did it was so much more creative. They address yeah. his age. Uh, which was always the reason why data another had to synth die. body yeah, yeah. I'm proud of it like for this because the idea of lead data and law battling for control is mm-hmm. is and then it, they did it in the star trek way it's like i reckon they're going to have the two interact it was in very interact. star trek uh, it, it felt Brilliant. like a proper tng episode all that stuff and because like, also he contained b4 and soon in yeah. there as well but it was law and data that were the dominant yeah and i love that scene as well like brent spiner well done man phenomenal stuff phenomenal in it and also like just uh i i, I want to talk more on it but just like that whole sequence the i cried at this but it's yeah. when, when geordie gives him that heartfelt speech to his best friend who the one of the main criminal things from nemesis is you don't get to see geordie gets a sad face moment that's his best friend, the most important, yeah. the most special relationship of his entire life. And he's had an entire family since then. And just you see him like really giving it all. It's like my everything you you know, you inspired me, you made me who I am, you made me the father I am because of the relationship we had. And I was like, Oh my god, my like, oh my god, LeVar Burton's just killing it with this performance. Definitely. When they got to that point, yeah, definitely. I'd say absolute- the only comedy uh part that they missed out on on this series is having data say to geordie like geordie you have two children that means you've been laid at least twice since the last <laughs> time i've seen you 
<laughs> that would have been good. It would have been good. Oh, man, I, High I guess, five. <laughs> I believe it would be customary in human culture to present a high five. How to unload it. But you're right. The entire scene where him and uh, Data and Law are battling, and Data's like, "Look, like you're gonna, you're more dominant. You can, you're gonna beat me. So here's my memories. This is what makes me yeah. important. Like, then like gives him all of his important memories. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, Data's just fucking him. It's like, no, my memories yeah. are me, you prick. <laughs> have a hug in a meaningful way because it's actually a really lovely moment as he hugs him it really and, is yeah so well done and, and, and as a result we get data in a totally new light and it's and it's a delight to see because he's everything new. that comes after is brilliant yeah i love the scene with him and deanna when yeah. she's it's because she's, he's an absolute nuisance now yeah she's fed up <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw I saw one of the crewmen with his cat the other day, and I wept. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also love. Uh, I think man of the match, like the best, the best thing of the season. I mean, I know that, to be honest, I love everything about it. But Riker is amazing in this. Oh, like, without he's, doubt, yeah. He steals so many scenes, and he's like, I would have happily seen him come on the Enterprise at the end. He, Indiana goes to leave that room and Riker's just stood there at the door open leaning on the door like he would classic Riker fashion and, yeah. it's, yeah. and it's like all clearly aware of how much of a nightmare he, that data's being patrolled. Yeah. <laughs> lovely. It's just yeah. so lovely. Yeah, and and no, like, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For another four hour session. Yeah. Oh, so so but, lovely. And then, but also it just uh, like wharf on the bridge, uh, like I'll make it a threesome. <laughs> oh, yes. Do you hear nice. yourself? Yeah, it's yeah. So good. It's like wait, you've had a phaser in this this entire time. Swords are more fun, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And his introduction to Raffi as well, when he like lists all of his accolades, and he's like, "Would you like some improve those caramel, caramel, caramel tea?" Yeah. Thank yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he's he's so good. They're all good. They're all their interactions are so. I presume, uh, Dom, just like Wayne and I, when he, when they did the fake out death scene of Worf, like you knew he wasn't dead. You're like, he's not fucking dead. No, he's coming back from that. Okay, no. At this point, I was like, please don't let season one and two, uh, like, it, like history dictate certain things. I, I was ready to be pissed off. <laughs> I was oh, like, I knew do they weren't going to do, do it at it. that point. No, it, it'd be ridiculous. Well, if they did, you'd be crazy mad, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah it would be ridiculous. I mean, the, the thing that would make it worse is like he he says to Raph, he gives her the sash, and he's like, "You're out." Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one thing I would say is not within Star Trek, but I um, had listened to an interview with Jonathan Frakes like the week, like when there was like one or two episodes left, mm. and he was talking to someone. And I can't remember whose interview it was, 
but it like and he's like oh you can't give us uh any uh spoilers for the finale and Frakes is like no i can't give you any spoilers he's like but i'll just say we all survive and i was like oh what? don't tell me that Frakes." <laughs> yeah like, you can't say that i was like no oh, now all the peril's gone <laughs> yeah oh you bitch that's awful because the whole strength of that final episode is that scene where they're on the when right uh, when right when they form the threesome and Riker, Riker, Wolf and Picard are about to go and Picard and Patrick Stewart like sells the hell out of that scene he turns to him and he goes it's been an honor and I was like because one of them's gonna die or they're all gonna die it's like yeah oh god oh my god and another and another scene as well with like when the acting is so good in this when they're on the board cube and Picard says to him, look, I can no longer be your captain. I have to be, be now a father. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. And oh. his interaction with Riker is, yeah. is, it's perfect because like he, he, Picard has never been emotional and one season one and two, fuck that. Cause they kept on having him hug people and being fine. Mm-hmm. No, Picard is a guarded man who isn't easy with his emotions. And it, even with Riker and Worf, that would not be the thing to, mm-hmm. that would, Picard is and Picard, Riker just stops him and saves him from having to do it by saying we I know done, it doesn't yeah. need to be said and I'm, again I'm like tearing up because the acting from both of them are so good and then Worf just punches it even better with the lines he has and it's, yeah. I fucking love it man it's I, I, I got so emotional watching so much of this and it was mainly just seeing these people talk to each other so when they're about when they're on the board cube and it all looks like it's gonna go to shit, and then Riker's just like, Imzadi, I want you to know that my last thoughts are of you. Yeah. Oh. It's like fucking hell. And, it, and, it, and it, as a result, like with the power of love, you know, that's what gets her to to find them, and not just yeah. find them, perform a Bad Boys Two Michael Bay camera swing. Are you familiar with that? Like he likes to do his undershot. Yeah. Um, where you've got the two characters kind of stand up and the camera turns around them as they do it. And he right. did that with Enterprise D swinging over the pick em up. And it's <laughs> glorious. Like That's why we didn't get Janeway, because Metallica's just like, mm. yeah. so that's, why we, that's why we didn't get Garrett Wang. It was like, yeah, we'll definitely, wait a minute, can I do a bad boy shot with the Enterprise? <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, bro. Uh, we, we can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> but man, and never, uh, the one thing that, the Enterprise D always used to get slated for was that it was just like a floating target. That it yeah. just wasn't maneuverable. Fucking <laughs> hell. When they, it did the entire Death Star run from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. The Enterprise D, she's got wings. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, again, like it's ridiculous because there's no way. <laughs> but at the same time, I was having so much fun. I didn't yeah, give but- a shit. No, but the thing is, we can totally believe it because it's data. Data yeah. can data yeah. can control. He's got a gut anything. feeling. You got a gut feeling. It, <laughs> and he's he was got magic it. fingers. Just ask yeah. Tasha. He's got massive <laughs> magic fingers. <laughs> Incredible dexterity. Yeah. yeah. But oh man, and that's the, the, that entire scene where he's convincing Jordy like. We can take the Enterprise in. We can destroy everything. He's like, it, Data, it's not doable. He's like, trust me, we can do it. We can do it. Believe me, we can do it. And then he sits down and he's like, here goes nothing. 
and his face, and he's just yeah, the joy. And he's and it's, oh, so good. I, I, uh, I I'm just saying an obvious geeky thing, but I can't wait to rewatch all of TNG, and then follow it up with this. Now, yeah, that's, that's just don't yeah. bother with season one and two. Just I won't. I'll never watch them three. again. Never ever. I, I really won't. I mean, because like Q's meant to, is supposed to, Q dies at the end of season two. I know, and that. they make sense in a narrative sense because he died for Picard. Sorry, he died for John Luke, and mm. now he's like, yeah, but that's his story's done. Now I'm with you. It's like you can go so many places with that. You know, mm-hmm. like Q could just not reveal himself to everyone and just be tormenting Jack, and and yeah, just just fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I, I'll be honest with you. That was my only gripe from the episode. Was like, out of season two, the only part of season two that I appreciated was the Q death scene. It's so, a nice scene, actually. Yeah. yeah. I've not seen well, it though, so I can't comment. Yeah. No, it, it, it's the only. It's the scene that I've always said to Jude. Like, if you're gonna watch anything from season two, just watch that one scene, and that's I will. It. You don't yeah, need to I'll watch anything watch else at some point. Because it's kind of like um, I remember when we talked about season one and how disappointed we were, Wayne. And you said how oh, you would have liked to have seen when Picard died, Q appear yeah. and go, oh, "Come, Pitan, come with me," and they walk off into yeah. the sunset. It's mm-hmm. quite like that. It is two people who have an intimate connection saying goodbye to each other, and, I, and, it, and it's just the quality of the performances. Really, mm-hmm. it, it's the one positive from it. Even though seeing Q die, nobody wanted. It is like. And it doesn't really make any sense. God, I hate did, did, did they explain that? No, no. They just he's got no. space sense. I don't know. They're just space like yeah, he's dying. And no, well, yeah, um, it, it wouldn't yeah. be a better explanation. <laughs> it, it just it, they just. I mean, it's it. The season is a mess of mm. nothing makes sense. It, it, well, it's well, more... I only watched the first episode, and that's how I felt watching that. And I've seen little clips, and I've just been like, no way, right. I'm not well, watching that... it. But I didn't see that. Raffi and Seven of Nine drive a car and have a domestic midway through. That's oh, okay. That's that's fun, isn't it? Watching watching a gay couple have a fight while being chased by police cars. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, uh, Girardi has a musical number. <laughs> no, it's it's all shit, but we don't even need to talk about that. But no, so Sorry. I so from that I was that was the one thing I was like, okay, then I don't think I needed Q in the post credit scene. So, but no, it, it, it well, you you asked me like, what did I think? And I just said it's just an obvious setup for a spin-off. That's all it is, like nothing else. Like How? they've done the main program and they've done it well, but it's just like, here's what's coming next. That, that's all it is, really. Yeah. Which like I'm hopeful that it's good, but uh, surely at this point, Metallus has got to be in charge of it. I hope so. I mean, there's the politics of it. I mean, I don't know. There's, I mean, I, 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 you hear so much on the internet, so I don't know how much of it is true and stuff. But he isn't like Alex Kurtzman's still in charge of the, mm. in charge. Of it. And I think, I mean, this, this has been so overwhelmingly perceived, and everyone's like, put this guy in charge. And yeah. Alex Kurtzman. So, if I was his boss and I was a petty man, I would probably not, <laughs> probably not. Yeah, um, but at the same time. That's how Strange New Worlds has become it might have been such a great show. And I kinda of hate it. No, again, it's, it's <laughs> Oh no. Strange New Worlds is great. I'm gonna give you said you don't like Strange guy. New Worlds, Dom. 
I started off with it okay, like as Wayne recommended it to me, and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And I, I, I will not, I will not question Anson Mount as Pike. He's phenomenal, and he is the star yeah. of that show. And it's like, but it feels to me like this show was made in reaction to Discovery and the fact that people, people wanted something like Star Trek, but the writers are like, right, make it like old school Star Trek. But none yeah. of these writers are actual Star Trek writers, so it feels like. Production value-wise, it's great. Like it's very well shot. The cast is great. Um, I'm not sure about Spock, but oh, I like him now. Yeah. The but the but the story, like I, I need to finish the season. I'll finish the season and I'll report back to you. To be honest, mate, I've only watched the first six episodes and I really like it. I think that's as far as I go with it. And it, it, they had ties where it felt a bit more like old school, like especially original series. Uh, yeah. I think it's when Nurse, what's her name, Nurse Chapel, um, single-handedly beats up a couple of guards in the corridor. I was like, oh, yeah, it's God boss moment. All right, cool. Like, you know, it just really did my, it just, I see where this is going as a show, and it's like, no, I just hate things like that. I hate scenes like that. Although I did accept Raffi taking on a bunch of changelings with swords, so again, double I, standard. I, that that was like one of the few moments I didn't like of... Uh, season three but it was so good otherwise that i was just like oh, never mind not yeah. worth you know picking a fight over that no no it's it's it's, it's fair it's fair um but yeah uh i i, I think there's so many elements that they, they they took and they made i just just made work how do you feel about the titan being the enterprise uh chief oh uh simon texted us about that on the WhatsApp the other day. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I think I think I I think I would have liked to have seen the Titan just be the Titan, be recognised for the thing it did. Yeah, you know what I, I think, think it, it is unnecessary. Like, I think, yeah. I'm not angry about it. I just thought like that didn't need to be done. Do you know what but, I think it is? After our conversation, I think it's very much what Dom said. They want to save some money and they want to reuse sets. And the best way they can do that yeah, that's is point. to rechristen the ship. That's the yeah. Enterprise. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I the Titan is a great is is a really I, I bloody love that ship's design. I yeah. think it is gorgeous. And I again like I I said earlier on, like it, it felt to me a lot like Star Trek Free and Rafa Khan, but there's the show understands that Starship porn is what we're there for. And like you go from that ship from season one, which it looks like looks like um, uh, Eddie Van Halen's guitar. It does, yeah. It really does. To this gorgeous, lovingly redesigned Constitution, uh, what do they call it, the Neo Constitution class. And it's like I, I I couldn't tell you anything about life, guys, but I can name Starship classes. It's like the only the only thing I can do. <laughs> um, but it's gorgeous. And they have a lot of lingering shots when Picard and Riker go to see it and, they, and it reminds me of Star Trek they're just moving around the ship and I'm like I could do this yeah. for hours guys keep, keep doing it and you've got these lovely lovingly rendered shots of the ship moving oh the fight with um the Shrike uh, the mm-hmm. Shrike's a great bad guy ship I mean it looks it's it's truly intimidating and it, it brings up that nemesis vibe of like the scimitar um, but again the, the creativity in, in the writing um, that first four episode arc is fucking amazing like everything that happens with it there's so much to this season sorry but the portal tech 
when they're fighting the Shri. I forgot and, about that. Oh, it's so good because the ships aren't super fast. There's a, there's a lumbering movement to it, which is like from Wrath of Khan, where, yeah. you know, they kind of move specific speeds in the portal text just way ahead of them and just adds such a dynamic to this 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 um, submarine fight, which is what everyone always wants to do with Star Trek. And it it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And Because that was what they thought they, they uh, the main goal of breaking into Daystrom was, was to get this portal tech. Yes. But yeah. no, that isn't what they're going for. And another thing, it, like with the Titan in them early episodes that I really enjoyed was seeing Shaw open up those nacelles to collect uh, like the was it the anti-matter what was it from outside in space that they could recharge from that nebula yeah i mean i guess it would be it would be like the afterbirth energy of the babies (laughs) yeah vaginal liquid fluid i I, I don't know (laughs) yeah but it's really but that's star trek like they managed to weave in a rack of calm homage but then they punch it at the end and and with the fact that they discover an entire new alien species and see how it exists and i think it's beverly crusher who says like uh, uh, to to seek out new life, or and it's yeah, and it's perfect. And it's are perfect. we to assume that those octopus babies are the same like species as from Encounter at Farpoint? That'd be terrifying. I, I guess. I, I think guess. it was uh, inferred, wasn't it? Definitely. Yeah. And consider that. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Because that's I, that's pretty much what they were. Yeah. It must be. Can I just ask you to completely unrelated because it just popped in my head. Did you laugh at the last before the credits, the last second of uh, the season with Seven, where it was like, oh, "What are you going to say? What's yeah. your catchphrase going to be?" And she just goes, <gasps> <laughs> "I just thought that was so funny." <laughs> Wait till next time. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's better than Let's Fly, then that's uh, that's, yeah. that's better than that. No idea. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> it was good. I like that. Which, uh, yeah, I th- what was what was Janeway's? Um, there's coffee in coffee. that nebula, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, get <laughs> coffee. Tuvok, bring me coffee. Harry Kim. You're answered. Uh, <laughs> you always coffee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom Paris, if I could, I'd make you captain. <laughs> um Um, have you watched uh lower decks dom i have i have all of it yeah no i can't i can't judge something unless i've watched it and i just it it just it's tonally all over the place it feels like like only half the writing team from rick and morty on it and i mean sometimes it just feels like there's it's just them rant, yelling references at each other. That's what it feels like all it's the just, time. It's kind of all right, isn't it? It's it's easy viewing. No, it, it, yeah, no, it doesn't bother me, but I wish it was much more. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't I wish it would pick one or the other. Yeah, but it's it all was, right. I mean, they had um, they had an entire episode with the, you know, those the, the worst props I've ever seen, but the art, the robots that can make fit make tools that data seizes yeah. another another species and they have a recurring character and she's basically a sociopath well oh, that episode was genuinely funny 
and she and she ends up crash landing on a planet and forming a relationship with the culture there and like thingy getting redeeming and you realize now she's just in it to steal technology on the planet and it's like yeah i kind of enjoy this this very rick and morty like this kind of like mm-hmm. an absolutely irredeemable character um but I mean, I originally we were going to talk about Prodigy, but we kept on um, going on it. But I, that's I don't know if you've seen that, Jude. But um, I haven't, mate. No, I only watched the first episode, and it was way too long ago. And I, I need to give it a proper chance and watch the whole thing. Until Picard season three came out, it was literally to me the only good Star Trek that's been out in. I'm only decades. hearing good things about it now, so I, I really need to watch it properly. But I think Wayne, you want to do that as a. We'll talk about yeah. that another day. Yeah, no, I want to get Dom on to talk about Prodigy. All right, yeah, I'll get soon. on with it. And if then you we'll, could watch we'll it, too, mate, yeah, because it's, I, I, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's, spoiler alert, it's terrific. It's, it's got cool. flaws, but I, it is, it's not got any of the flaws of Discovery. I'll tell you that. Oh, um, God. Yeah. never watch uh, that <laughs> ever again. Uh, um, the scene where uh, they find when they first meet Jack. Uh, on the ship and Jack's got the phaser on them and Picard manages to talk him down uh, talk him down and then Riker gets the phaser off him and just glamps him one <laughs> just on principle because I love that so much <laughs> and then in the following episode where the, Picard's kind of just trying to focus on what's going on and, and Riker's just kind of standing really close to him going so what do you think like, what do you mean it's like there's a lot of uh, a lot of similarities in him, isn't there? It's like mm. that's son, John Luke. That's clearly your son. <laughs> yeah. So good. Oh, no, yeah. but Jonathan Frakes was incredible in this. He uh, was. This. Yeah, yeah. He was the one thing at the beginning where I was like, I'm not sure about this, this, and this, but I love Frakes. I love yeah. Riker. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, it he all won me over at the end. Yeah, and I, I think in a repeat viewing, which I look forward to doing, you'll, you'll see foreshadowing and and the nods and it, it, when you think about yeah. it the end is straight away the first thing that happens is like the picard's like oh i must give this painting of the enterprise to geordie he'll have it in the museum yeah. uh, and and then you see the little enterprise d's with the die cast repaints you said when? yes <laughs> yeah they're all from eagle moss they're not oh, even repaints cool. they sold gold ones yeah that's amazing i love <laughs> that and it's like nobody likes the fat one and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah whatever but i wonder i mean i kind of had an inkling it was coming i i I could i could feel i was like maybe that's too much and it is it walks that line of fan service and going just a little too far but at the same time like because it's so well executed because it's so much heart and passion and it and it's so genuine the love for it when they get the enterprise d and we get that opening you get the hangar bay doors open it was like yeah here we go i knew this was coming this is great this is glorious (laughs) one thing i will say about the shit new trek like discovery is like people aren't gonna rewatch that over and over they're just not like there's people out there that praise it but i think they're just doing it for the sake of it they think that's what they're supposed to do but with picard season three like we the three of us, at least, mm-hmm. will rewatch that many, many times. Now. Mm-hmm. You can appreciate it like a ten-hour movie, basically. Yeah, at this yeah point. absolutely, absolutely. And the oh, the music, the score. Oh, yeah. This was because, and again, to credit to Terry Metalis, he looked at the things that needed to be needed the money, and 
I mean, like Picard's first two seasons didn't have any real music. It was all generic sort of sci-fi style music. And, and I oh, hated the title sequence. Oh, it's awful. So self-indulgent and crap. Mm-hmm. And but again, like another thing, like the background noises and and they brought back the interfaces and everything that we TNG era interfaces and and the noises mm-hmm. are correct on images and all the sound design is really good. I don't like the phases, but that's 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 a handover from from yeah from season one ones. and two. Yeah, one so thing guess, one thing that we haven't brought up that I really I I never even after seeing the ship and going back. It never even clicked in my mind, but as soon as I heard it, Major Barrett's voice as the oh, oh that was brilliant! Yeah, it's you're great. right. Absolutely lovely. Oh. A small touch, but like, yeah, just so nice. That's the thing. Exactly it. Sorry. They even that, mess, they, uh, is it Riker mess, mentions it or someone yeah, does? I've missed that voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lovely moment. Absolutely um, beautiful. And the thing is, right? If they I was I was kind of hoping that after restoring the D, we might get another season, uh, another series set on the D with a new cast. And the thing yeah, is, yeah. if you if you was gonna do that, you could easily have Major Barrett's voice still be the computer because deep fake yeah. voices are so good now. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, there's so much dialogue that they can just like oh no, literally copy and paste no, it, from. I know I go on about chat GPT, but oh, no, know. no, AI, no, AI deep fake voices are so good now mm. that you'd be able to have Major Barrett's voice. Yeah. And, and that's, and that would have been lovely because it means she would have eternally been part of Star Trek. And yeah. That, yeah. And if you really want to do this, guys, if you want to keep the D, um, add that third nacelle. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah because uh, I was thinking that's what they do is like, well, the fleet's fucked. We've proven the galaxy classes are still good. Let's retrofit this because I've never understood why the Starfleet would need to retrofit old ships. You have over 250 planets in the Federation. You need to unlimited resources. But make a new it's, ship. It's, yeah. Yeah. Make a new ship. I, I don't get it. Do you not have enough asteroid belts? It, it it just it doesn't it it's the only kind of thing I've, i i know why because budgetary cause spaceship models are expensive which is why we have sister ships and like you know why, why you have um but oh and the, another scene we haven't spoke about that i really appreciated and i know it is just geek porn just going look is that scene at the museum just eyeing oh. up all of the previous ships Yes, all. Mm-hmm. But they, but the thing is, and this is the writing. It served a purpose because they yeah, suddenly realised, yeah. wait, there's a cloaking device on that word of prey, and I'm like, and I was like, and I was like, genius. Yeah, it's genius. This, this is classic Star Trek writing. Of like, oh, yeah, it yeah. could be seen as contrived, but no, like they've, they've given us that little look of all these significant ships, and now we've got a cloaking device for the Titan, so it can actually get out there. It's brilliant. Oh, and just that beautiful uh, dialogue with, with Seven just talking about how Voyager's yeah. home. It's lovely. Yes. And she, I mean, that, that woman can act. She's such a, she's such a talent. And like, I, I, I'm actually really excited to see her as a captain. I think that would be a real, well, I hope to. I think that would be a really, to see that character's progression. After I mean, this season. 
definitely. Oh, her entire arc from this season of the not sure if Starfleet is for me. Yeah. Yeah. To all the way through, like, the recognition at the end of, like, no, like, you are right for Starfleet, so much so that Shaw believed you should be a captain. Yeah. It's Just a... brilliant. Oh, so good. So all the arcs, all, all the developments are so good. Yeah, they really are. And that's the thing. It's The, the legacy show definitely is going to go ahead. I sincerely hope that Terry Metalis yeah. is at the helm. I really hope so too. I've heard the ratings for this have been so good that they're actually registering on, I think they call it the Nielsen ratings, uh, in, in yeah. which which Star Trek hasn't done for years now. Because uh, mm-hmm. nobody gives about Discovery. And I think Strange World, New Worlds did okay, but this has been an anomaly. It's, it's shown that people are still passionate for Star Trek if you do it. If you um, make good Trek, people will turn up. Yes. Yeah. that, right? Oh, I'm Something glad to hear good. that. Yeah. I think... And the potential to get new people into it, especially with new, you know, with the better visual effects, like just like people are, oh, Star Trek's run out of ideas. No, it hasn't. The great thing is, is that with modern visual effects and everything else, it can you can actually have interesting aliens and more unique mm-hmm. environments to explore and create better immersion. Which, you know, the credit to the writing of TNG and the original series is like, it's just a person with some bubbles stuck to his head. (laughs) But now you can you can really go to town with that and create strange new worlds and and, and new life and civilizations. You can really explore that concept. Absolutely. Yeah. And also another scene that I loved was because obviously having everyone come back like all of the tng cast had been through so much in their lives they'd carved out their own way and like so the dynamics within them all had totally changed it's like because when we first see geordie uh green picard it's like like what the fuck have you done uh, picard but then in the moment of crisis when he realizes that his two daughters have been assimilated mm. the first person he turns to is picard and it, like is his captain and been like jean yeah. like they've got my daughters like it's like mm. what do we do and it's like it, it's picard that he turns to for help yeah it's, it's also data who stops him from trying to go to the guys we need a plan jordy like you're being you know you're being yeah. emotionally you need yeah. a plan also yeah. like the the scene when um, uh, Picard loses Jack because Jack Jack that's left off in the shuttle and Data just puts his hand on his shoulder. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's a yeah. lovely, lovely little character moment. Um, so well. Yeah. Done. Like um, I I really like Sydney LaForge as well. Really good character. Really like yeah. um Very. I enjoyed doing, her like, with Seven. Yes, that was really good. That scene. Well, all their interactions, but that particular one doesn't yeah. cross the line of not being too professional. You've got a young young person, and yeah, it's it's yeah, just great, absolutely great dynamic. Like I said, like a lot of them don't have speaking many speaking roles, but that crew, that bridge crew, I cared about. Love the cook, that poor guy, <laughs> just ends up having to be a oh yeah, yeah. the pilot. And seven and nine speech is great when she's rallying everyone and getting them to. Definitely. So, mm-hmm. to fight. Definitely. I mean, I don't. You'd think 
I, I live in a world post Mako though. Like the phaser fights, people just standing out in the open, just going, yeah, yeah. But after Enterprise, I'm just all about Mako combat tactics. Like the Makos <laughs> would have just absolutely decimated those Borg. <laughs> absolutely would have kicked their asses. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true, but we make these uh, yeah. exceptions. But um, one thing, now that you've said um, about budget restraints and stuff, it makes sense. But I one other thing that I think would have added, because obviously all the way through we had had Guinan's Bar as a recreation on the holodeck. But at the end, when they were back, I would yeah. have liked to have seen Whoopi there. At I the did end, see on that one as well that she might turn up, and was kind of surprised she didn't. I think because she was so season two, like because he, the only reason she was in season two is like at season one premiere, he, um, Picard went on. Sorry, Picard. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Stewart went on um, uh, the View, uh, talk, which so, is yeah. And oh, just did he? Yeah, and he basically just said, "We would love to have you on season two. She can't say no to that on live television, right? But she. She kind of like, I think she copped out in that she said, I'll do an episode with you, but I'm not going to oh. do the whole season. So they recast her with a younger woman to uh, play for the rest of the season. And I'm guessing she was like, wow, this is such horseshit. I'm not going to be in this season because like, all the good <laughs> was gone. And that yeah. would be that's pure speculation on my part. But she did interview them all on The View once. Uh, yeah. I, I oh, think everybody, oh shit. This yeah, they all, they all went on The View afterwards. Um, so she probably kicked herself a little bit after that. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen her in that scene. And but also, an, uh, just another scene that we haven't touched on is that we <clears throat> d- uh, they finish with the poker table. Oh, yeah, awesome. uh, yeah. I mean, I like that it's a happy ending. Like I, I think I'm so conditioned by modern writing that Picard was going to die, and I was expecting that. Oh, they might kill War for double Rival. die yeah double die yeah <laughs> but i think it gives us a help hopeful and it gives picard a happy ending because like yeah. the, the whole whole point of like um all good things was like hughes lesson to picard is, is injury a lot and well, not just that but it, that's that's what i take from it. but they forget that for the movies with generations in particular when they kill his whole family off and they, then they just make him a sad old man in the bar in the in the uh yeah, at the at the chateau, and and he even says to Jack, and it's again an incredible performance where he says, "I've gone there to die," and it's mm-hmm. like that's not that's not what Q wanted for you. That's not that's not what you should have had. Yeah. And he gets his family. He gets he and it's again they do that time jump because of limitations with budget and it's a lovely scene where they're in the shuttle. It's him and Beverly, and their son is about to go for his first day to school. Uh, you know, and he's pacing and he's nervous, and and they they they've clearly developed a bond, and like you can see that Picard is happy, yeah, and he's proud, and and it and it's beautiful. It's a really beautiful sequence. Yeah, yeah, so and, well and just the change of him being the one to suggest the poker game. Yes. Is, yeah. Yeah, that's a lovely, lovely bit, and they just yeah, like it's the league of the shot. They like they just pull up the camera and they just let him play poker and. I think I was just like, oh, I could just watch hours of like, uh, you'd watch a full hour of a poker game at that point, in real time. Funnily enough, I'm pretty certain that I read 
in an interview that that poker game they literally sat there and just played poker for 45 minutes and they yeah. just filmed them the entire time that's fantastic Frank still won <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah. So, it, it, it's I, I like the idea that it's um like because they kind of end the Borg fret about halfway through the episode and the rest yeah. of it is just hanging out with the crew and us not yeah. wanting it to end and mm-hmm. it's they, they returned the they did the return of the king but with Star Trek and I'm like yeah I'm alright with this 15 yeah. endings keep it going keep yeah. it going yeah. yeah oh no absolutely and I'm sure there are many things that we uh have probably not touched on so i think at some point we'll have to go back and do an episode by episode like review look at it and have a look properly definitely we need to do that yeah but i think we're gonna put a lid on it there for now and i think we're all happy to say that this was an amazing season yeah 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 yeah. I look forward to the I mean, Blu-ray DVD and hope that we get all sorts of extras on there and secrets and things. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, the fact that it has invigorated, but look how energized the three of us are, how positive we are about it. It's, yeah. it's I want to learn about it all. I want to, I want a book with all the starships that were featured in it. I want I, yeah. I any of the behind the scenes stuff, any of like the makeup process, all of it. Like it's, yeah, this is, this is why I love Star Trek, and I didn't think I'd ever have these emotions again. And it's it's lovely, uh, and it's been, been delightful to share this with you guys as well. Like waiting each yeah. week. Oh, I mean. I, oh, I tell me. you what, the pain of having to try and avoid spoilers on Thursdays. Oh. Yeah. Because, because it's always, easy. always some dickhead posts some YouTube clip. I don't yeah. do that. Oh, but- we, or just a simple, can you believe that this character... Oh, fuck off. No, the worst <laughs> one, the worst one was I'd literally gone onto Facebook to uh, post that we had uh, put up a new podcast. Because yeah. th- I'm like, okay, don't look at anything on Thursdays. And I put up a, the new podcast. And the first thing that appeared in my feed was a uh, post from Tim Russ saying, oh, oh the cat's Russ, out of the bag. an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I'm back Uh-oh. on. It's like Tim Rush, you bitch. Yes. Wait, you, Tim. Four hours, mate. We've, four we've, we've got. We've, we've got. Yeah, come on, man. You're supposed to do the cool one. Like, yeah. we, we, without. We, I mean, we, we we do need to put it on it. Sorry, but we didn't even touch on Ensign Road or sorry, Commander Road. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, she was so good. And like, so that, that entire redemption, uh, like that that not redemption reconnection from picard yeah. and her both forgiving each other brief but so yeah. well done i think beautiful and yeah. heartbreaking i would have loved to have seen more of rosa it's heartbreaking that she died but once again came in and was a catalyst and she was right she said then she said it didn't it didn't click then but she didn't trust the transporters mm-hmm. yeah she, yeah that's a good point she, and that ties in ties in as well. I think I heard if I think I, re- I heard right that they were looking they they originally intended to keep her alive. Like you find out she's still alive, but they just didn't have the money and budget to keep her going. Um, oh right. But I still think that's a powerful ending. Absolutely, definitely, absolutely. So, but it'll be interesting if I'd love to hear all of 
the listeners thoughts so uh send us a message either twitter facebook email trekmate1701 at gmail.com let us know what you guys thought of season three of picard and thank you so much for uh listening and dom big big thank you to you for uh joining us for this episode oh my God. thank you guys it's a, it's a genuine privilege and i, I love coming on there i i'm, I'm glad, oh, I, so I, glad to have you back on man yeah it's been nice it's been wonderful to see you and have you i i love coming on here and i love talking science fiction and Star trek with you guys so it's thank you for having me and um i hope it's not too long until i get to rant at you about prodigy because it finishes yeah. Let's do it, it real soon. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll watch that as soon as I can. The entire thing. I think it's only like twenty episodes. Uh, it's because they've only done and the first half. They're short. Thing. Yeah. And because they're like twenty twenty five minutes, they're easy to get through yeah. in bite sized yeah. chunks. I'll get started asap. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. But we could. Do, I, I think the three of us could do another bloody Picard season three. Yeah. I've always said. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it again soon. Definitely. Yeah. Same. But yeah. Thank- Thank you, boys. It's yeah, it's always it's always a delight. Thank you. No, no definitely. Cheers, buddy. And also, I want to thank our Patreons, Sven, Neil, Mike, Scarlett, and Darren. Your support really does mean the world to us, and uh, you're helping keep the lights on over at trekmate.org.uk. So thank you, you're all superstars. Uh, if you want to join our amazing patrons and help support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash trekmate, where you'll get access to a minimum of four patreon exclusive podcasts per year as well as our back catalogue of patreon podcasts another one is coming very soon me and you just need to finish it off yeah it got cut off halfway. yeah it well, turns out of the way in. turns out my internet was what was cutting out at that point so at that night so disaster <laughs> Uh, if you want to get in touch, email us at trekmate1701 at gmail.com or you can find us on all of our social medias, facebook.com forward slash trekmate1701, tiktok.com forward slash at trekmate1701, twitter.com forward slash trekmate1701. Are you are you sensing a bit of a pattern here? Yeah. Uh, Instagram.com forward slash trekmate1701. On YouTube, we are at trekmate. So, uh, and remember, we also have a Discord. So head on over to trekmate.org.uk and click on the Discord link and that will take you directly there. That's at the top of the page. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. I've been Wayne Emery. I've been Jude Hawkins. I've been Dominic Bellman. And that's Trekmate. Space, the final frontier. To boldly go where no one has gone before.
Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.